everyone, welcome to this episode of the Deconstructed Podcast. My name is Elide and here my co-host Andrew. Hi Andrew. Hey Elide, how's it going? It's going very well. I have a lot of um, work trips coming up and yesterday I was at this super cool seminar about fire damage on concrete structures and that's something I really like. So uh, I was super pumped, it was super interesting. What about you? Well, I just got back from the Seahawk Convention out in Palm Desert. So uh, other than being really hot, it was super interesting. We learned all about resiliency. That was sort of the theme of the whole thing. So structural engineers from all around the state of California were there sharing the latest and greatest ideas. There are a lot of great podcast topics in there, but that's for another day. Yeah, I can just I can't wait till we have some time to talk about it because I'm really curious. And by the way, I'm really jealous you got to go because those type of conventions are just so much fun and you know our field is so full of super cool people. So conferences are always very interesting. Um but let's go to today's topic. So today we got a question from our listener Jerry. So uh it's a very cool topic is related to soils in this case. So let's hear Jerry's question. Hey guys, I heard on TV that structures built on reclaimed land can be particularly dangerous, especially in high seismic areas. Can you explain what reclaimed land is and talk about the issues with it? I live in San Francisco and I heard that this is an especially relevant topic here. Hey Jerry, that's a really interesting question. Land reclamation has a really fascinating history in the Bay Area and we decided to reach out to a specialist in geotechnical engineering for some answers. I'm Carrie Ronan. I'm a geotechnical engineer with Langan Engineering. So I have a PE license and a GE license. Where PE stands for professional engineer and GE stands for geotechnical engineer. Basically, Carrie is a specialist in soils. And soils are really important for us because guess where structures are built? They are built on soil. So we decided to ask Carrie to explain to us what land reclamation is, especially related to coastal areas like San Francisco. You have a shoreline and you want to make new land. The process of land reclamation is is done by just filling in, putting material into the water to create extra land beyond the the shoreline. Clearly, reclaiming land can be very labor-intensive and costly, but it still might be the best option. Yeah, and, you know, think about those countries that have a lot of coastline and they need more territory. You know, what other options do they have? Sometimes that's just the only way forward, basically. And maybe because I'm European, an example that comes to my mind is Holland. So I was looking up on Wikipedia and apparently 17% of Holland is made of reclaimed land. And this land reclamation was started centuries ago, so it is quite impressive. Yeah, they have a great saying, God created the world, but the Dutch created Holland. Yeah, this is really uh, a good and appropriate saying to me. Another reason land reclamation might be useful is for airports. And if you're in a coastal city with limited space, reclaimed land might be the best option for building an airport close to the city center. For instance, the airports in Hong Kong and in San Francisco are both built on reclaimed land. And I think that maybe this case of the airports are not as well known, but something that is really well known, I think, is the fact that in Dubai, they have these um, islands that are, you know, land reclaim islands. And I'm talking about the Palm and the Ward Islands. And those are really um, incredible and incredible example of what modern engineering can do. But let's come back to San Francisco, the topic at hand. San Francisco has had a long and storied history with land reclamation. And for the most part, that fill hasn't been engineered. 
in San Francisco. That's how most of the um, eastern shoreline was formed, where the embarcaderos are, um, and all along the embarcadero and down past the Giants ballpark and and south of there. They just filled the land in with whatever material was available from across the city. And actually, Carrie didn't mention it, but in San Francisco, there were several waves on land reclamation. For example, recently, I've been working on projects in the marina, and that's also... um, reclaimed land, but even Treasure Island is reclaimed land. So there's not just the eastern shoreline. Uh, But land reclamation really got started on the eastern shoreline, uh, including areas that are now underneath the financial district and the ferry building and the Embarcadero. Uh, So let's see what Kerry has to say about how that all got started. In the early days, so in the like late 1840s, of course, the gold rush, people were coming with their ships and abandoning their ships and going up to where where the gold was being mined. And they had long wharves that the ships were all docked against, and the ships became like an extension of the city. They were used as as bars and warehouses and brothels and, I mean, you name it. And um, And then there was a fire in like 1851 that burned all the ships down to the waterline. And so part of the reclamation or cleaning up of that was was basically just to shove fill on top of those, fill in the holes of the boats. And a lot of those holes just remain there, trapped underneath debris. And um, so then, you know, they built somewhat on top of that. And then there was a second wave of, of fill went after the 1906 San Francisco earthquake. And then a lot of that debris is on top of that fire debris. So as Kerry said, there were basically different waves of land reclamation just in the eastern shoreline. And at least, you know, the biggest one, they were the one after the 1851 fires of all the boats, but also the one after the 1906 earthquake. And who knows, maybe we are going to talk more about the 1906 earthquake in another episode. But the idea is that after this earthquake, this massive earthquake and fire, you know, a lot of building collapsed and all, all around the city, there were so many debris and people didn't know where to throw them. So sometimes it just them in the bay and that kind of became new land. Yeah, it's really fascinating. There's so much strange stuff in the bay and National Geographic did a terrific article on this and they they made a map that shows the location of all the ships that are buried underneath your feet in San Francisco. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes for you to take a look at. So that's a brief history of land reclamation in the bay. It doesn't sound like there was much rhyme or reason back then. So how do we do it today? So if you were to approach it today, you would build um, like a berm or a levee out in the water and it would be like a, a coffer dam. Um, so you would, you know, build it in the in the wet and then you would, you know, seal it down into something where you could cut off the water coming in and you would pump the water out of that excavation area. And then, um, and then you would fill it in with whatever material you could compact in there. All right. So to briefly summarize the process, first, you build a temporary dam in the water around the area that you're reclaiming. Step two, pump the water out of the area the land is going to be. And then in step three, you infill the area with some sort of sandy soil or other type of engineer material. And then finally, in step four, because you want a firm base, you need to compact this field. And compactness means basically squishing the air and water out of the soil. 
But Andrew, I don't know. Maybe we made it sound a bit too easy, huh? Uh, yeah, that's true. In practice, this can be a lot more complicated to create new land where once there was only water. Yeah, and you have to consider that not only the creation of the new land itself is not easy, but the purpose of creating new land is generally to build something on top of it. So, Andrew, let's now focus on the challenges of building on land-reclaimed soil. And to be fair, these are very similar to the challenges that we have when we are building on any type of soft, sandy soil. Uh, that's right, Elliot. And really, there are two main issues that we're typically concerned with when we're building on this type of soil. Settlement and liquefaction. So let's start with settlement. So what are sediments? Sediments are vertical downward movements of the ground. Sediments can have many causes, but typically they occur when you build a structure on the ground. In fact, when you build a structure, you apply a load on the soil. This load tends to compress the soil and sediments happen. This is common for all types of soils, but here's the catch. Reclaimed land tends to be very soft, especially when it's not compacted properly. So sediments can be very large, even for small loads. The other most common issue Carrie told us about with improperly engineered man-made fill is liquefaction. This typically happens when you have loose, sandy soils and a high water table, so the ground is completely saturated. When the ground shakes in an earthquake, the water pressure in between the grains of sand increases and tries to move to an area of lower pressure. Oftentimes, that area of lower pressure is the ground surface. And when the water tries to move there, it causes the sand grains to move, and the soil loses its ability to carry shear. That is, the ground essentially becomes quicksand. Ultimately, the purpose of land reclamation is to create new land where we can build structures. So how do we ensure that we have a firm base to build on that won't settle or liquefy? Engineers have been thinking about this for a long time, and there are a ton of creative ways to build on poor soil. Way more ways than we have to dig into in this episode. So that'll have to wait till next time. Thanks to Carrie Ronan for sitting down with us and explaining geotechnical engineering. And thank you for joining us in this episode. See you in the next one. I have a story of my own where we went through a ship. We, we pretty much knew it was there. There's maps of where they think these ships are. So basically, we, you know, we found the hole. We excavated down, found the hole, and then there was a whole team of archaeologists out there for weeks you know, going over every little inch, and they recovered a lot of things out of there. There was an old case of wine that I'm sure is not drinkable, but... <laughs> um, so then once they, you know, documented it all, then um, we actually got to put our piles right, drilled right through the, the ship hole and now and built a building right on top of it. If you're in the Bay Area and require the services of a licensed structural engineer, we recommend that you consult the structural engineering referral list at seonc.com. That's S-E-A-O-N-C dot com. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Seonk. For more information, please refer to the full disclaimer on our website.